Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Welcome back to the Wine Podcast for Everyone. Today, we feature a rosé from California and a Cabernet Sauvignon from Mexico. Also, Chuck and I discuss whether or not it's worth it to make your own wine. So I just poured a glass of bread and butter rosé. It's a dry California rosé. It tastes like strawberry. There's some melon, a little bit of floral. I'm going to give it a go. That was just on the nose. Taste-wise, it tastes a lot like it smells. You get the strawberry. There's some melon, a little bit of light raspberry maybe. There's no oak to this wine. There's no tannins. It's not a sweet rosé. It's very nice sipping on its own. I'm not eating anything with it. No pun intended. It's sweet spot. It's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not terribly dry. It's not puckering my mouth. It's not sweet at all though. It's a, it's a nice middle ground that there's a perceived sweetness, I would say. Right. From the melons and the strawberries and stuff. Yeah, From, yeah the strawberries, the melons, you really do get it when you smell the wine and even when you taste the wine which is good sometimes you can smell something but not really taste it yeah. this wine, i think you get both on the nose and on the palate how much was that so this bottle was 18.95 we've tried a few of the other bread and butter wines they're all priced 18.95 we've had the pinot noir and the cabernet sauvignon both very good you've tried them as well what do you think of the whole bread and butter line i think we've both tried all three of these i haven't tried the rosé yet but the other two i was really happy with and I think it's worth pointing out California wine in general is expensive. Of course, we're staying under 20 bucks. So, you know, $18.95 is, is a good price for a good bottle of California wine. Would you buy it again? I would definitely buy this wine again. It's a great rosé. I would recommend it for sure. I think you should pick up a bottle if you haven't tried it. Wow. 
So Bread and Butter California Rosé 2020, I would give it a four star. I think you should try it. If you haven't, it's a great dry California benchmark rosé. We'll post the full review on the website. The link will be in the show notes. All right, let's discuss whether or not it's worth it to make your own wine. There is no two-buck chuck in Canada. That comes from Prohibition. The province regulates the sale of alcohol, but then prices alcohol based on the alcohol content. You would never get a two-buck chuck. Like The math doesn't exist in this province to get a two-buck chuck because there's so It makes much- sense yeah. because I've never seen a bottle of wine. I think the absolute cheapest 750 mil bottle of wine I've ever seen, six ninety five. Really? I haven't even seen one and, that. And that was probably a couple years ago. Yeah. Good handful of years ago. Yeah. That's the problem with Monopoly. Have you ever made your own wine? My father did. I tried it. Tried it. Not a fan. Oh, yeah. You know what I did? I did one of the uh, places you go in the strip mall. You make the wine. Yeah. And there's some funny There's some funny rules with those, too. Yeah. I've checked those places out. And the, the funny rule that you're talking about, I think I know what it is, is you're not allowed to try this wine. You have to go and sign basically a contract saying you're going to buy 50 bottles of wine. I think it turns out to, no, 20, 25 bottles, 25-ish. 30 bottles. Yeah. And you're buying this wine just based off the name of it on the board. Like you're ordering that's off right. McDonald's almost. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get, give me a bucket of uh, Pinot Noir from California. <laughs> God knows if it actually came from California. And the contract is basically, you can't taste it. You have to buy it. You have to put the yeast in because as soon as the yeast touches the must, which is just the grape juice, essentially, it's considered alcoholic and it's wine. Even though it's not ready, it's not, it's still juice. But the second the yeast hits the juice, it's wine. You're making and wine. You're creating. You're making wine. You, yeah. You've made alcohol at this point. Yeah. In the eyes of the province, yes. In the eyes of the <laughs> province, sure. Daddy says, this is now booze. <laughs> So then the store does all the work for you, come back in 30 days, and you have to put in the bottles yourself. That's That's another. Yeah. So you come in with your bottles or you buy your bottles there and they set you up with the machine and you cork them, put them in your box, you take them home. Should you age these wines? I mean, they're not going to get amazing. You could try. I I was chatting to one of the owners of the store and he's like, most of our customers come in once a month. They, Yeah, that's right. You do make 30 bottles because this guy mentioned they come in once a month. You make 30 bottles and most of my customers do what's called trunk aging. They age it in the trunk on the way home (laughs) and then they just start cracking the bottles one a day. That comes out to approximately, I've done the math, approximately $3 a bottle. I'm going to send you some of my shitty homemade wine and uh, get a real sommelier's opinion on it, I think. Don't threaten me with a good time. (laughs) It may not be a good time. (laughs) I actually have four or five different homemade wines here. None amazing, none terrible, but I would never serve you a glass of this wine. My my father made wine at home in the basement for years, years and years and years. He recently stopped and uh, mixed results. Some of them were 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 pretty nice. He years and years ago he was making it from concentrate, so it was like a like a thick grape liquid thing, and then uh, you'd add water, and then he switched to proper juice. Those were a lot better. So I've done the concentrate. I've done the juice. I've never done the actual grapes, though, because it's, it's pretty tough to get them in our area 
some quality grapes. So I, I've never done gone that route, but I imagine that's the best way. Let's say stay with the 30 bottle thing. For 30 bottles, that is a significant volume of uncrushed grapes. It's true. You're you're looking at crates and crates and crates, like a pit, half a pickup truck full of grapes. And if you don't have the equipment, of juice. It's a whole thing. you know, I love Lucy stomping grapes. That's that's not a thing. Yeah, it's a it's to make it at home. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of equipment. It's a lot of cleaning. Everything has to be sterilized, and everybody knew my dad made wine at home. And we go to somebody's house for dinner. He was either asking for the empties, or they had empties ready. They're like, "Oh, here, you're gonna need these. I know you need these." And usually, in return, they'd get a bottle of homemade wine. Well, that's a good deal. I guess you get what you pay for. So we had homemade wine. My grandparents used to make it, and one of them had an actual wine barrel in his cold cellar in the house, and the other, I think, made him just in glass carboys and they would usually drink it half ginger ale and half wine so basically they'd be making spritzers and um it would go well with like you know pasta dinners wait they put the wine hang on <laughs> wine and ginger ale into the carboy or into the bottle no no in the in the glass they would they would make wine in in the barrel or in the glass carboy and and make wine as usual but at the table, they would pour a half a glass of wine oh. and, and then top it off with ginger ale to to just like liven it up and, and lighten it up a bit because it was pretty strong. I don't know. I don't know what they did, but man, I don't even think they use yeast either. Probably just natural fermentation. And <laughs> it's something that you had to cut it with some ginger ale. But. <laughs> that doesn't sound that exciting. I'd try it. I definitely try it. Tastes okay. I like the ice. Maybe because I was a kid, I was drinking it young. Don't put that in that I was drinking young as a kid. Oh, we all did. Uh, Holidays, you know, we were all given a little inch of wine in a glass. Or was this was Tuesdays? Holidays. (laughs) Well, you know, Italians don't pay very much attention at the table. You know, pour a little glass for the kid. It's okay. It's not going to die. It's good. This way, when they turn eighteen, they don't freak out and uh, and rage. No, you can go when you're vacationing in Italy or France. Instead of hot dog carts, what they have here in in North America. They have like nice panini cards and on the side, instead of a can of Coke, you can get just a, a little glass of wine, like 250 mil red wine in a plastic cup. No big deal. Yeah. And you can just eat on the side of the road, a nice panini with a glass of wine. No one freaks out. No one's out of control. It's just nice as it should be. Wine at lunch. It's part of their culture, right? I think that that's actually one of my memories from traveling around Italy is every meal, except for breakfast, of course, but every meal had wine and it was usually served in like a earthenware jug with earthenware like I won't call them mugs, but cups. Like just whatever cup was around. Yeah. It, at lunch, you're going to get served in Italy a glass of red wine in a cup. It's not a fancy stemmed or thin wine glass. None of this. It's just a little cup because it's so normal and part of the culture. It's just you get a, a cup of wine. It was really I nice. I like it too. I think uh, we should try to spread the word over here. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's a it's a whole discussion on prohibition and the way we treat it in, in North America. You know, something to be feared, not something to be enjoyed. Is home <laughs> winemaking worth it? Mm, if you drink a lot of wine, it definitely is worth it. Yeah. Well, yes. 
is it worth it? Is it dollars and cents worth it? Yes. But if you want to try a variety of wine, if you want to have a higher quality of wine, I don't think it's worth it. The thing is, I don't, I don't want 30 bottles of the same wine, especially if it's mediocre wine. But even if it's really good wine, I mean, I like a variety. I like opening a bottle and being, mm, I wonder what this is going to taste like. It's part of the adventure, part of the fun of trying new bottles. And you don't, you're not going to get that if you have 30 bottles of the same homemade wine. Exactly. All right, so our second wine is a Cabernet Sauvignon from Mexico. Nice. You don't see many Mexican wines. Looking at the label, and it says Baja California, which is actually Mexico. So originating in the Bordeaux region of France, Cabernet Sauvignon is ideally suited to the microclimate of the peninsula. Boy, they worked hard to get Bordeaux under their uh, their label. All they're saying is it produces a color reminiscent of garnet, is well balanced and has an excellent body. But they're still talking about the great Cabernet Sauvignon. They're not talking about what's in this bottle of wine. That's unusual to me. So why'd you buy it? Mexico. <laughs> That's why I would have bought I was going to say, that's the only reason to buy this so far, but yeah. I'm interested. Oh, it's very light. Very, What's very that? light. Swirly, swirly. Raspberries. Lots of lots of raspberries on the nose. Interesting. Very dry. Lots of tannins, like mouth pucker. Ooh. I like that. You know, yeah, yeah, not always a bad thing. Wasn't expecting it. It's... Um, you can tell I'm not overly enthusiastic about it. What does interesting mean? When I say it's interesting, it's not what I was expecting. And so the tannins are really aggressive, like really, really aggressive. So I've got a lot of mouth puckering, dried out tongue. There's cherries. That raspberry is sort of turning into a cherry now that I've tasted it. Here's a snobby wine word. Sometimes they'll call them angular. It's got a lot of angles in your mouth, like you're chewing on a piece of Lego. I would think of it as it's something sharp, like you have, it, it pivots from yeah. maybe like a, a fruit to the oak to the tannin too sharply, and maybe it's not blended together. Perfect ex explanation of that. Do you think you'd like it if you were just served it at a party? Would you ask for the name of it? All the tough questions. Uh, uh, I don't think if I was presented with three Cabernets that I knew and this was one of them, it wouldn't be my my main pick. There's not a lot going on. You know, there's there's cherries and there's alcohol and there's oak. You know, you can just, uh, you can get things that are more interesting. Okay, so I grabbed this Cabernet Sauvignon from Mexico to try something interesting. It is interesting. I'm going to have to give it two out of five stars. For $13.95, you can find something that you'll be probably happier with. That's Lesetto Cabernet Sauvignon 2018 from Mexico, $13.95, two stars out of five. To read the full review, you can go to nosnobwine.com or look for the link in the show notes. This isn't getting any better. Oh my God. I love that as a blooper right there. <laughs> Put that in, please. <laughs> it was just so honest. <laughs> and you, you said it as you were looking down into the glass, like you were disappointed and sad. This isn't getting any better. Uh, we've all made bad wine purchases in life. You know, this happens. Stick to the Cabernets that you know. That's right. Don't go chasing waterfalls in Mexico. You literally beat me to it. <laughs> yeah. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Wine Podcast for everyone. Be sure to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts as it helps other people find us. Yeah. Tell your friends about the podcast. We know they drink wine too. <laughs> For more information on any of the wines we discussed, go to nosnobwine.com or check the show notes for links. 
The Wine Podcast for Everyone is a production of No Smell Media. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 